Wow. What a day it's been today in the United States of America. Wow. That's like the only word I can say. I spent way too much time on Twitter today. Way too much time watching the news. What a fucking day it's been. I'm doing this Wednesday night. Second string podcast. We're back. If you haven't noticed, you clicked on it. So you probably knew that. But what a fucking day, man. Uh, Here I am just making myself a sandwich, drinking a little bit of coffee, doing my thing on LinkedIn, designing maybe the most fire United States hockey shirt and crew neck that anybody's ever laid eyes on. I'm li- I'm sitting there pouring my blood, sweat and tears into this design. I'm like, "Oh man, I'm going to get I'm going to get the attention of some of these guys on the team. They're going to recirculate it. This thing's going I'm going to like we're going to make some money here, baby. Like this thing's going to blow up a little bit." I go to Twitter. I finish the design. I'm like, "All right. Whoo. Did a few edits. Took some time. Took some brain power. Whoo. All right. We're done. Let's go. Let's get this thing going." I go to Twitter and Instagram to post it. All of a sudden, people are like breaking into the Capitol building. People are storming Capitol Hill, like pushing cops back, breaking shit, breaking glass, stealing podiums in the United States of America Capitol building. Congress is in there. I'm not a politics, you guys, you know. So I'm sitting there like, what the fuck is going on here? I don't know why this is happening. I don't know like any reason. I don't know what was happening at the Capitol building, but now I'm in now I'm enthralled. Now I've absolutely intrigued. Like now I see why Fox and NBC and all these companies are worth billions of dollars. Like you tell me people are breaking into the Capitol building. Yeah. I'm going to sit my ass on the couch for three hours and watch your coverage. Absolutely. I guess there's they're they're validating the electoral college decision. They're counting the votes again in Congress. Our boy Donnie J riles up the American people or his supporters, tells them to go march over to the Capitol building and, I don't know, fight for what they believe in, I guess. I don't fucking know. But people are breaking into the Capitol building? So I'm sitting there. When you say people are breaking into the Capitol building, I'm it, my mind instantly goes to like World War Z type shit. I'm like, oh, man, there's going to be tanks rolling around D.C. Fucking gunfire is going to be going. Let me say, I don't want anybody to get hurt. I That's why I fucking hate politics. All these people do. All these people do is incite anger and rage in the other, like in the other party. It's fucking stupid. But anyway, the, the like war movie fan in me is sitting there like, oh my God, am I about to see a real life day after tomorrow type scenario? Like literally, obviously I'm going to fucking watch that, but nothing happens. These people just walk through, walk by the police into the Capitol building, there's congresswomen and congressmen hiding under their desks, afraid that shit's going to happen to them in the Capitol building of America, of like the United States of America in that, in the one with the circular roof and the pointy top that, that one, there's people just walking in, like not going through metal detectors, not fucking getting fleeced and shit. You can just walk in that place, bro. My dumb ass in eighth grade got my parents to waste hundreds of dollars on me taking like a 40 minute trip through that place. I could have fucking walked in and sat in the speaker of the house chair without paying any money. That's what you're telling me. That's disappointing to hear. That is disappointing to hear. And by the way, the cops and the people that like your jobs to protect the Capitol, what the fuck are you doing? 
it's like it reminds me of the always sunny thing when um frank like asked the kid to make a copy for him when the uh the boars back in business or, or the warthogs back in business he asked the kid to make a copy and the kid can't figure it out and frank goes and makes the copy for him and he's like so it kind of feels like i just did your job for you and the kid's like yeah and he's like so what the hell do i need you for you're fired like capital capital building cops it feels like they had to call the national guard and shit and like the fbi to get people out of there so what the hell do we need you guys for right like what are we doing here you can just get a couple hundred of your pals and go walk into the united states capitol nick cage had to find a guy that can hack into the united states capitol buildings like floor plan and monitors like he could have just gathered up a couple of kids he went to college with and said let's just go walk in there what is going on in this country brother what is going on in this country and you know me, I'm not a politics guy. I think it's all stupid because I think it's all people who like become obsessed, like much like I'm obsessed with the Detroit lions. The difference is these people become obsessed with their political leaders and party figureheads and shit like that. The difference is they think those people care about them. Like big politics people. Listen, if you're for Trump or Biden or whoever, like they, I promise you, I promise you, they don't give a fuck about you. They don't care at all about you. And you think they do the difference between that and me and like the lions. I know the lions don't care about me. I know that. And I, I go to the slaughterhouse every fall. Anyway, I, you think those people care about you. I know for a fact, the lions don't care about me. That's the difference. That's the difference. Obviously, there's some other differences. I don't know. The Lions doing a shitty job bum me out a little bit on Sundays. The government doing a shitty job leave millions of people out of work and business and things like that. So a little bit different there, too. But ideologically, these people out there, like, and I'm sorry if I'm talking about you, but think about that for a second. Like, if you're super into politics, I don't care what side you're on. You really think that figurehead you're like a big fan of, you really think they care about you? Bro, Barstool Sports is doing more to save small businesses than the entire United States government is. Barstool Sports, a fucking website that's built on like talking about girls and making fun of sports and making stupid jokes. Those people have done far more for saving the average person in the United States of America than the people who it's their actual job to help the people of the United States of America. How fucked up is that? Dave Portnoy and Barstool Big Cat, a guy, I've seen a guy, I've seen a video of this guy, like drinking dip spit and he's doing more for fun. Like, cause he thinks it's funny and he's doing more to help small business than people that have been in politics for 40 years, dude. What is going on, man? Oh my God. Obviously it's fucked up that people storm the Capitol. It's even more just embarrassing and pathetic that like, like I said, uh, uh, Nick cage had a harder time getting in there than a bunch of average dudes. And Nick cage is a fucking badass. Like, I guess the only bright side, the bright side 
of this is they have to reshoot that national treasure now because it's totally unrealistic. Like if you didn't like the national treasure movies before, specifically the one where he steals the declaration, you got to hate those movies now because not only you probably don't like Nick Cage and his style of acting, but man, are they unrealistic? They had to go through all that work to steal the declaration. When you know for a damn fact, they could have thrown on a red cap, walked in there, smashed a little glass and walked out with that declaration in a couple hours tops. Mm-mm-mm. My parents, man, my parents really paid for me to go walk through a fuck that, that building where those people or that room where everyone's walking between the ropes with all the statues. I remember my parents paid for me to go be in that room for like 10 minutes. And guess what? I ended up getting kicked out of that room because me and like two of my friends were making jokes, like fucking around the entire time. My parents got, my parents paid a lot of money for me to get kicked out of that room after like five minutes. I could have just thrown on a red cap and walked in. What is going on here? Like this makes, it's crazy how little sense any of this makes. I can't, embarrassing day for America, Americans, all that good stuff. Super embarrassing. Bro, it's, I, it's so embarrassing. It has to be so embarrassing to be a politician in America. Like, I can't think maybe this is wrong, but I feel like there are very few career moves and I have friends that are in politics who I love, which is ironic, but like, I have such little respect for people that are like, Oh, you're a politician. Oh, so you're a fucking scumbag then. Okay, cool. Like, that's just, that's how my brain works. Oh, they're a politician. Oh, okay. So they stink. They're the worst. Oh, great. That's awesome. Great. It's nuts. Oh my God. Oh man. Pathetic day. It's crazy though. I will say that it was like some world war Z shit, like watching people fucking break in to the United States Capitol building. That is nuts, man. That is nuts. Like there's like the last time that happened was in the war of 1812, <laughs> 200 years ago, dude, 200 years ago, 200 years for the first time in 200 years, human beings are supposed to be more advanced than we've ever been. We have technology, we have data, we have facts, we have statistics, we have modern medicine. <laughs> For the first time since people had wooden teeth, <laughs> we're storming the Capitol building. Oh my God. It's so embarrassing. Oh my God, dude. And the other thing, not to like single out Trump supporters. I mean, these people stink. They should all be thrown in prison. Fucking obviously those people that stormed the Capitol, but they're really people that that's how they're going to spend their Wednesday. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You couldn't pay me to spend my Wednesday doing that. Oh, sit on my couch and watch Netflix all day or go try to break into the Capitol. Yeah. I think I'll watch Coco for the 10th time. Thanks though. Like, what are we doing? People really spent their Wednesday doing that. Like you don't have you, a, you don't have a job. B, if you have a job and you took a vacation day, I can't help you. If you took a, if you have a job and you took a vacation day to storm the Capitol building, like ah, th this might sound cruel, but like you probably just got to go. We got to get you out of the gene pool if that's the case, right? I don't want to, it sounds cruel. It's cold hearted, like very scientific 
type thing, but like you took a vacation day to go storm the Capitol building. Like you're in DC too. It looked kind of cold there. At least go storm a Capitol building like in a warm weather state if you're going to take a vacation day. Really? That's how we're going to spend our off days, guys? Like go take your kid to the park. Go get a meal. Like eat a good steak. Go, I don't know, play some fucking catch with your friends or something. Go watch a movie, dude. Watch some Netflix. Listen to some music. We're going to spend our free time like breaking into the United States Capitol. Like the only person who should spend their free time breaking into the U.S. Capitol is Nick Cage. And it's because Warner Brothers is paying him $10 million. Like that is so... I, I, it's so unimaginable to me. And that's the thing. Most people in this country are like me where they're like, I can't fucking believe it either. Like we're normal. I would never, I would never, you'd have to pay me so much money. If you were like, Hey, this Saturday, I'll even pay for your plane ticket. But this Saturday, like, let's go just like hang out at the Capitol building. Um, no, what's up? No, there's like college football on dude. What? Why the fuck would I do that? I'm going to go just like drink White Claws with my friends. Like storm the Capitol building. It's Saturday, dude. Are you crazy? Why the hell would anyone do that? How are there that many people that were like, yeah, yeah, that's the best thing I got going on today. Oh my God. It's crazy to me. It's crazy. Like shit like today happens. And fortunately the one lady got shot, but I guess she's okay. I'm not really sure. They were taking her to the hospital. But days like today are crazy, obviously, just for the fact that, like, I guess you can break into the Capitol building. Who would have thought, like, Capitol building, a lot easier to get into than, say, a Target in Minneapolis. Pretty wild there. But the most alarming thing about today is, like, there are that many people that, like, really feel this upset that they're going to go try to break into the United States Capitol building and, like, think that they're solving whatever problem it is that they have. That's, that's wild to me. And then of course the whole, like if they were, if it was a BLM movement trying to get into the Capitol, I mean, I feel like we all, we all know how that would go, right? That would be like world War Z. That'd be like some save it private, saving private Ryan, like Omaha beach type shit. Right. I, I, I don't really know how anybody could dispute that. Like, like people like, I don't know, like these people are getting killed, like for speeding on a freeway. Like if thousands of them tried to tried to storm in the uh, Capitol building, I guarantee you the National Guard wouldn't be this late. I promise you that it's wild, man. It's crazy to me just the, how many and it's both sides too. like it's not just Trump supporters. There are absolutely liberals who I'm like, dude, you're a crazy person. Just be normal. It's just so sad and alarming that there are this many people in America that are nuts, man, especially for my, like, I don't, I, I don't think at least that I know any crazy people. Like most of my friends, the people I hang out with, it's like, yeah, these people are all normal. Like, sure. Some people probably support Trump. Some people support Biden, but like, we're all normal. Like these people are good humans. Like maybe we differ in political belief, but we're all normal here. And there really are just that many people that are insane. It's crazy to me. I don't know. I felt like I had to talk about it. I mean, it's the only fucking thing that's been going on in the news today. It it overshadowed maybe the most incredible United States hockey shirt of all time. I spent like hours. I spent like two hours making that shirt. 
and I released it. I tagged all these guys, Zegris, Caulfield, all these dudes. I'm like, bro, someone's going to pick it up. I'm going to sell a million of these. It's going to be great. I'm going to become best friends with the United States hockey team. I can't wait. Right when I go to post it, Capitol building under siege. Really, guys? Talk about blowing up my spot. Like, let me just have this one. Red, white, blue, and gold. Like, how money of a catchphrase is that? Again, hilarious that, I mean, just extremely ironic too. Like, yeah, rah, rah, USA, red, white, blue, and gold on the day where Americans are storming into the United States <laughs> Capitol. Very funny. Very just, very just, you know, on brand, I feel like, for the country. Stupid. Also, just ironic because I was going to come on today and talk. I just watched the movie Soul, which good movie. Not the best, not my favorite Pixar by any means, um, but kind of the message of the movie is along the lines of not taking for granted being alive and just like the absurdity of the mathematics and statistics of being a living person. And the whole thing is like the great part about being alive is, is it's not getting the gig you've always loved or getting your dream job or, you know, becoming a celebrity or whatever. It's about you get to wake up every day and smell the fresh air, like eating a piece of pizza, hanging out with your loved ones, like shit like that, where it's all, it's like just so mushy and happy and gushy about like, oh, being alive so great. Like there's a one in 500 trillion chance of you being a human, like appreciate every day, be grateful. And then like today, it's like, there's people like that, like these people, like you've never thought of that. Like I... I wish we could have, they should have, the best way to solve this would have been to fly over a massive like canvas or massive like drape, put it over the Capitol building and get a massive projector and just project the movie soul while all these people are standing out there and be like, guys, this isn't what being human is all about. This isn't what being alive is all about. Like, let's just, uh, you know, like let's enjoy life a little bit here. It's. Oh man, it is what it is. All right. I'm going to take a quick break. I don't know if I really want to talk about soul much more. I don't know, man. It's just so stupid. I wasn't even going to talk about this today, but I felt like kind of had to, it'd be awkward to ignore it. And it's like the only fucking thing that's happened today. Like I said, nobody has any appreciation for the Americans taking the gold man. that's bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. Um, but now I will talk a little bit more about soul and kind of my takeaways. This will probably be a shorter episode, but whatever. Yesterday's was long one. Yesterday's was like over an hour. I think dogs, big win, baby. I'm still feeling good off that, to be honest with you. I mean, they can do whatever they want in the Capitol. As long as the dogs whooped Rutgers ass last night, Mm. no skin off my ass. I'm feeling good. All right. We'll do a quick break and then, yeah, I'll talk about a little bit more about soul, I guess. And just the takeaways, like. I think the thoughts it's meant to provoke and things like that. So be right back. Okay. Woo. No more politics on this podcast till the next election deal. So we got what, four years in front of us. I'm that sounds fucking great to me, but yeah, I think actually maybe it's a good idea to talk about soul because like I said before, it's super applicable to today. Like I said, good movie, not great. Um, I loved the uh, idea. I, I Going in, I was like, I'm going to be obsessed with this movie because the only I knew two things about the movie. One, I knew the main guy was Jamie Foxx. 
who doesn't love Jamie Foxx? You'd have to be insane to not like Jamie Foxx. And the other thing, I knew Jamie Foxx's character was a jazz guy. Now, I, I need to say this. I'm obsessed with jazz all of a sudden. Well, it started La La Land. La La Land, if you've seen that, oh, one of my all-time favorite movies. I'll never not defend that movie. It's a masterpiece. Jazz, very jazz-heavy. Ryan Gosling's character, Seb, is obsessed with jazz. He's like a kind of a weirdo jazz savant. Like he's got a little socially awkward, doesn't really know how to talk to people, but he fucking knows his jazz. Like if he doesn't know anything else, he knows his jazz. I love the movie, jazz aside. I absolutely love that movie. The story's awesome. But the music's incredible too. And obviously a lot of that music is like jazz based, stems from jazz. So that kind of got me going. Like I don't go around in my car listening to jazz and stuff like that. I listen to that soundtrack a lot though. But I do, I do think about jazz. Cause like when I, so like when I do hear jazz, when do you ever hear jazz? It's like in your dentist's office waiting room and it's just like a saxophone and very boring kind of like put you to sleep music but the jazz in la la land like that style of jazz where it's very dynamic and like aggressive kind of that shit's awesome also i love the the jazz music where like it's piano for 40 seconds and then the trumpet kicks in for a little while and then the saxophone goes like when they kind of all uh take turns like when (laughs) when seb is there at the the lighthouse the jazz club and he's like Look at that. He just hijacked the melody. Like it's, it's conflict and it's compromise and it's very, very exciting. I love that kind of jazz music. So going in, I'm all in on jazz. I know souls about jazz. Like let's ride first musical number opening scene. The he's conducting like a middle school band. He's a teacher and they're, they're terrible. They sound like a middle school band, which is kind of funny. Um, it's just like nostalgic too. Even though shout out Bolin and Mr. Avrilla, I swear our, our middle school band was like the DSO. I swear we bumped, but maybe I'm just misremembering things. Shout out all my clarinet gang at whatever. I was second chair clarinet for a while there. And then when I switched to bass clarinet, I was first chair out of one. No big deal though. Anyways, the middle school band stinks and it's going and it's going. And then there's a solo and it's this girl playing trombone and she's actually nuts at it. It sounds awesome. And it's, it starts this whole thing of like, oh shit, like this chick, she kind of like gets lost in the music and then the rest of the band stops playing and admiring. And then they start laughing. And the first scene of the movie is, um, Joe Gardner, the main character. He's like defending the little girl. He's like, oh, why are you guys making fun of her? Like, I know that feeling when you get lost in something like you just get obsessed with it. Like he, he talks about how he gets lost in jazz and music. And then he starts playing the piano, like talking about like how he fell in love with music. And it's great. It's a great tone setter for the movie because it establishes the themes. A, it gives us a nice early dose of music and it's good music. And who doesn't love good music? B, it establishes the tone of like when, like finding your passion, that thing you get lost in where it's like, I'm obsessed with this. Like I love to do this. It establishes that. And then it just makes you feel good too. It makes you feel good too. So then the movie, I will, I don't want to spoil it because there is like the, the, the other half of the movie is very interesting. It takes a very interesting, unexpected twist where if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. Joe goes, he, he auditions. Um, it's his big day. 
he gets a call from one of his former students because Joe's whole thing, he has a scene with his mom. He's been a musician, he's middle-aged, and his life hasn't amounted to anything. He's never caught a break. And then finally, he has his big break. He goes down and auditions for this famous saxophone lady. I don't know. I, I think she's made up. Dorothy Williams, I'd never heard of her before. But it's like a trial by fire. They start playing. Joe's like, what are we playing? And he kind of catches on. Also, on Spotify, the song is... Um, what is the song? I've listened to it like a thousand times since I watched the movie. Bigger than us, bigger than us on Spotify. Anyways, he kind of catches on. He's, he plays along, and then it's that thing where the sax lady just stops playing, and Joe takes over, and he is cooking on the ivories, and he gets the gig, and it's like, yay, find your passion. Like it start, it starts by sending the message, like don't give up. Like the breaks right around the corner. If you're good at something. Someone will recognize it. Your hard work will shine through eventually. Like shit that I'm, I'm very in on. I'm very in on all of that. Like, sure. It's not going to take a year or two years, or it might be more than five years or 10 years. Like it's going to take a while, but if you're good at something, if you really enjoy doing it, if you put like your honest effort and authenticity into it, I'm very much a fan or a believer of like, it will work out. Obviously, you know, the overnight successes, quote unquote, those happen, but those are so much fewer and far between like the Justin Bieber's of the world where they're worldwide when they're like 16, like that shit is so, so, so impossible. What's a lot more common are guys like Russ who made music for 10 years and nobody knew who they were. And then in the 10th year, it's like, oh man, we're like, this guy got big overnight. And he's like, no, dude. I've been doing, I've been working at Full Locker making music for like eight years before this and had a hundred people listening to my music. He'll po- Russell post that stuff too, where it's like um, his revenue from like the June of like 2016 or 2017. And it's like a hundred dollars off his music. And then it's like the June of 2018 and it's like a hundred thousand dollars where it makes it seem like, oh wow. In just a year, this guy was an overnight success, but it's like, no. That's just 2017 to 2018 or whatever, like 2010 to 2017, those numbers were even lower than a hundred bucks. So they start the movie off with kind of affirming that message of, Hey, doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how many times people have said, no, doesn't matter how many times things haven't worked out. If you're good at something and you put the work in and you love to do it and you believe in yourself, if you believe in yourself, like good shit will happen to you. So I like that message. Obviously, I'm, that's like why I'm doing this. My whole th- basis of doing this is like, dude, obviously, I don't have a ton of people listening now. Obviously, people don't know who I am. Like all of that shit is so obvious, but I like do it. I think I'm good at it. Time, 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 patience. Like in my head, I'm like, dude, five years from now, I'll be getting paid for this. Like I, I, I actually truly believe that. So the message is awesome. And then it takes the twist. It's very interesting. I don't want to spoil it because it it's very unexpected, but like is also kind of the reason I didn't really love the movie. It's, it goes, so it's like Coco, you know, in Coco, they're in the land of the living. And then most of the movies in the land of the dead, it's a similar concept to that, except worse, like more boring and way, way more fucking complicated. Like I would say 65, 70% of soul is in this alternate reality where 30% in real life where I wish it was the other way. I wish like most of the movie was real life. Cause in the real life scenes are when they incorporate the jazz music. And then 
in the other reality, it's way more like space type music, like very organ weird music. But anyways, the point of the alternate reality, it's kind of funny because they think throughout it, they throw out these insane statistics like, oh, there's a one in 100 trillion chance of you becoming a human. And oh, this is like where people get their personalities and we're like this movie form is just a format that the human mind can like begin to comprehend like all this just way over the normal person said hyper physic bullshit, which is kind of funny. Um, but the whole point of it is to like nail home, or at least to me, it was to nail home the idea of how impossible it actually is to become a human being. Like I know people like Gary V say it too, where they're like, people don't realize there's like the odds of you, Becoming a human being is one in 100 trillion. Like that's absurd. Or I don't know if that's the real stat, but it's something ridiculous. And the point of it is like, enjoy that shit, man. Like people are always like getting down on themselves and sad that this isn't working out. Like in the moral of the story is this Joe Gardner guy. Sure. He kind of wishes, you know, he got bigger when he was younger or he broke through in the jazz scene. He probably wishes at times he wasn't teaching middle school jazz music and his mom wasn't like, when are you going to get a real job? Shit like that. Joe Gardner still found things in his everyday life that he enjoyed though. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't all about the accolades. It wasn't all about becoming the world's most famous jazz musician, musician. And then spoiler alert, at once he does get the gig and he plays his first show, like towards the end of the movie, he plays a show with that lady and it's sick. And there's a, another montage of music. That's badass. but he plays the show. And after the show, he's talking to the lady and he's like, you know, what's weird is this is all I've ever wanted my entire life. Like I finally just played my first big gig. Like my life has just, has just begun as a musician. Like that's all I've ever wanted. And he's like, I don't, why don't I feel like, I don't feel happy. I'd feel normal. And she's like, yeah, well, that's kind of how it goes. And the moral of the story is like, that's like life's about being alive kind of shit where it is similar to what Gary V says, like, bro, it's not about having a million dollars or the, you know, the most beautiful women in the world or power or whatever. It's like, dog, it's just like hanging out with the people you like doing things that you like to do, like eating good food, smelling good smells. Like that's what it's about. It's about like not, not taking things for granted. And the movie shows like Joe kind of taking things for granted and kind of realizing he's taking things for granted. And then as Pixar does masterfully, they have a montage of him kind of, he sits down at a piano alone one night and he starts playing and he's thinking not about fulfilling his lifelong dream, which I I'm sure that was kind of an underreaction. Like I think most people when they fulfill their lifelong professional dreams are like, this is the best thing ever. They're not like, Oh, I feel nothing, but they did it to serve a point. He sits down and he starts playing and it's a great song. Again, the music's great. The jazz is great, but he starts playing and he's like, he's thinking about everyday things is what it's inspiring. Like he's thinking about laying on a, a sewer grate that's like blowing hot air on him. He's thinking about eating pizza. He's thinking about looking at like an orange and red tree during the midst of autumn. Like that's what's inspiring him. That's what makes him feel the emotion and the way he does not. Oh, I just played a show for 150 people and the crowd went wild. 
It's the everyday thing that everyone can appreciate. It's the, it's him walking around and looking at the tree and a leaf falling in his hand, which that can happen to anyone. You don't need to, you know, you don't need to be the world's most famous musician to do that. You don't need to be whatever the top of your field at whatever you do. Like you just like, that's like, you just enjoy it. Everybody can enjoy that. So that part I did love, like, I loved the message of it. It's just the execution of the alternate reality, which they kind of like use to push the message. Like they use the alternate reality to kind of get across to you how impossible it is to be a human being. And like the, the slim chance you have of being a human being and the slim chance of people finding their passion, their spark as they put it in the movie. And it's kind of, I think geared towards those people that like, maybe you don't have that thing you're super passionate about or you, you that thing you don't want, or you don't know what that thing is like that the rest of your life is going to be about. It's like, dude, there's still so much great stuff happening around you because a lot of the movie focuses on his passion for jazz and shit like that. But it's well done. The message is great. And speaking of passion, like that's what they do too, is kind of talk about how important that is and people trying new things and finding like that thing that does motivate you and drive you and make you feel happy every day. But then circling back to the main theme of like, some people never find that some people do, but that's not what it's about. Like it's about the journey of life and like being alive itself is what it's about. I don't know. It's a cool message. I enjoyed it. The passion thing too, they kind of touch on where it's like, a lot of people that like mean people that are just assholes to you and shit like that. They have a couple, uh, they have a couple examples like those people just never found their passion kind of thing. So they're just, they like take it out on the other people that haven't found theirs, which I think is extremely true in life, or it's just people who have a passion, but haven't found success and are jealous, which I think is extremely true. So they talk, they give a little bit of like, uh, I don't know what the word for like a movie metaphor. What what's there's a word for that. They give like a commentary, I guess on, on like passion and shit like that, which obviously is another thing like very near and dear to me, like passion, having a passion, doing what you love is another reason where, why I started this and why I want to do it and why I think it can be successful because like this motivates me. Like when I get a bunch of listens, I'm like, fuck yeah. Or when a bunch of people buy a shirt I make, I'm like, hell yeah, this is great. Or when I make, even when I make a shirt, I'm like, when I made the U S hockey shirt today, I was like, dude, this is, I'm God of designing. So, you know, I think finding your passion's key. Good movie though. Music's great. And back to the jazz I have, I have because of this movie, I realized, you know, this is the second movie, two out of two movies that rely heavily on jazz music that I've absolutely loved. Maybe I should just start listening to jazz and I kind of have, I've started to mix it in the rotation art Blakey and the jazz messengers bangers only. I promise you that, but very fitting soul's a good movie. I highly recommend you watch it. And either way, not my favorite Pixar highly recommended though. Like it's, it's a cool, it's a cool movie to watch. It's very, I don't know. It's thought provoking, which I enjoy like at the very least, here I am a couple days later still talking about it and thinking about it. So at the very least, it'll do that for you. That's all I got on it really though. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's all I got. Very fitting for the the acts of today. Like those people at Capitol Hill, those people that are anti-left or anti-right, like, dog, can we just like enjoy being alive and stop 
worrying about being assholes to each other and pushing our own agendas. Like have a piece of pizza, like listen to a song. You know what I mean? Like there's so much stuff we can do. Like we don't need to be all upset about this. Like go hang out with your friends, like drink a beer, dude. Beer's great. Have you ever tried beer? Right. Smoke a little weed. If you have to dude. it's a fun time. Watch a movie, have a laugh. That's what soul's all about. It's perfect timing for it. That's why I love the message of soul. The movie could have been done better, but I love the message. Anyway, that's all I got today. Oh, long fucking day, man. Long podcast just because of that heavy bullshit, man. But bright side, looking forward to the rewrite of National Treasure. <laughs> As always, Twitter, at Nick Second String on Instagram, the dot second dot string the second string Detroit at gmail.com USA hockey fans, baby. Check out those shirts at the second string.com. They're fuego. All right. Um, I don't know what we're going to do tomorrow. I think I might do tomorrow. I might do top five movies of 2020 and top five MSU moments. I'm not really sure, but I think I might do one of the top five. There's not really any sports stuff. State plays Friday. Yeah. So red, white red wings. We still got a few more days. So I'll probably do a little top five action, maybe some, and then Friday, probably some random thoughts, more of the comedy stand-up style joke type deal. All right. Appreciate everybody listening. Stay safe. Enjoy life, baby. Soak it in. Like be grateful you're alive. All right. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.